guys, what's up? I had this whole thing planned out. I had an episode I was going to release this week. I just have to do that intro and it's ready to go. It was ready to go about a couple of days ago. And something happened in the world. I was debating well on that. I should talk about it in that intro. But then it kind of... the. The, the conversation was upbeat and it I felt like it would take away from that message. So I'm just coming to you briefly this week with, it's just me feeling a bunch of stuff. And I just thought I'd just share it with you. No one's talking about, no, that's not true. I just feel like I have a need to talk about it. And again, it's my perspective, it's how I feel. And you know what? No, wait. I feel that the mainstream architectural media isn't talking about it. I, I see a lot on like IG about the continuation of the brutal killings that happen with us, us being black people. And, and it, so it's kind of like, what does architecture have to do with this? And then I see the NBA strike, basically. That's when I decided to talk about it. Because I was going to pause before. I was just going to like, let me just chill for a minute and get my bearings. And then, you know, business as usual. And I was like, no, I'm going to talk to my audience. I have no idea what I'm going to say. I'm just going to talk freely. I watched both conventions at the time of this recording. I, I shouldn't say I've been watching. That's not true. I've been watching the highlights of it because I can't sit there and watch the entire thing. Well, I did watch Michelle and I did watch Barack talk. And since the topic is architectural is political, I, I, I have every right to get political. So my, my emotional state, I'm trying to compare it from the last one <laughs> as far as like how I've been feeling like a comparison and what's different about this killing versus this attempted murder. <sighs> a couple of things. The fear of black people is real. And what I mean by that, I mean the fear of black people occupying space and the fear of the authority being defense being defenseful I guess that's being what's what I'm looking for it's it's a it's a fear I don't know if it's a fear or control or an assumption or it's like there's a statement Black people are violent. Black people, yeah. It's the it's statement of black people are violent. And you have to prepare yourself for this anticipated violence. That's what I'm trying to rational. Not, it's not rationalized. I'm trying to get to the core of what it is. And, you know, I know the history. I know all this stuff. I know the history of the police, where it came from. I I read some stuff and I've listened to some stuff and 
I'm trying to understand where this is coming from in the sense of the now, right? Like looking at the situation and how the cops did not de-escalate it. And that's the core of it. They did not de-escalate it. And again, with the protests and how they're looting, they're rioting, they're just... I mean, you get that when someone wins the World Series or the Super Bowl or the day after or the night of. That town is going crazy. Cars are flipping. Like, people are just smashing shit. And how's that different? A happy car burning versus an angry car burning? A burn is a burn. So how does this relate to architecture, right? How can we in the architectural profession are supposed to handle this? How are we supposed to react to this? I was thinking about this earlier and and then I was watching how the NBA is handling this. And at the time of this recording, they haven't it just happened. So the the solution to this is in the future or in your present, but it's not in my present. So I how can architects help? How can architects deal with this? Because you have two groups, right? You have the marginal the marginalized group, which is my group, and then you have the others, white people. So since we're in the minority and the majority is just sitting there listening, like they, that's all you do is listen. What's next? This is two separate things. Because you have defund the police. And then you have the stuff that I am more focused on. And that's housing. Like that couple in St. Louis and the suburbs and the fear that... The coloreds will take over. That's more in my realm. It's more of a, a urban planning or a land use zoning policy thing. And that's closer to architecture than the police department is to architecture. But the thing is, is that this affects your workforce, just like how basketball is. Because basketball and the police department are two separate things. However, it's the celebrity part. It's the money part. Like if us professionals decide to boycott our firms, everybody suffers. This is like we're in a down economy and... To not show up for work, it'll hurt us more than an MBA person who has millions of dollars, who is has contracts, right? It's a contract versus us, we're at will. So there's no power in that. So that's out of the question. But what can firms do other than 
something more marketable, like a black square again, or put Black Lives Matter on their Facebook page. What can they do? So it's the power of the government. The firm would have to get political. Architecture would have to get political. There's this webinar that I am going to attend. It's on September 2nd, and it's the AIA Advocacy. And it's just a listening thing. Even if you have an option of talking, I'm not going to say anything. I just needed to know where the AIA is in terms of their policies. And because they have to represent both sides, right? They have to represent both the Democrats and the Republicans in policy because the AIA is not just a bunch of Democrats. There's also Republicans. There's also conservatives. There are architects who deal with rural communities. There are architects that deal with cities and, you know, all types of things in in the United States. So they have to be bipartisan. And I, I, I like it that way, to be honest with you. And you're going to have your extremes. Like, we have the extreme right now. I am going to listen to that. I urge everybody to, if you're an AIA member, to pay attention to the advocacy group and watch the policies. And they do it. This is national, but your local also is very important to understand what the legislative is putting out there and see how it affects not only architects, but the client, the community, because it comes back to us anyway. So I urge you to pay attention, get political shit. In some way, somehow, all these policies eventually affects black and brown people. Like, it's, it's no doubt whatever policy it is. I mean, you could think about it really hard and it affects us. Rural communities affect cities. I mean, it's two completely different opposite worlds and yet there's a connection there too. Another thing too, it's the business as usual part. Some of these firms, I only saw one firm, I'm not going to call them out, but they have this thing happening at this national mall. They have this up at the national mall. And I read about what they were doing, and it's it's an artistic expression of it. And I haven't gotten too deep into it or asked a bunch of questions. I haven't done that yet. I'm just looking at it on the surface level. And so they're doing that. So what are other firms doing? What are their creative expressions because we're also artists right we also do art i just had an idea as i'm talking to you but anyway i want to know what are what maybe it's a call of action do i have the energy to do a call of action i don't stuff like this weakens me and it's paralyzing I haven't been out protesting or anything, and that's because of my own personal fears of the pandemic. And I see other calls to action, and only thing I could do is pick up a phone. 
and talk to my legislative, or even still, like, call, bombard the district attorney, or there are calls to action for that. I can do that. I've done that. I've made the phone call and got a message or busy signal or whatever. So I've done that, but I am not strong enough to lead something like that. And I have to be, and it's me just being honest with myself and what I can handle and my own mental health. But I just feel that I just need to know that not just one firm cares and one firm that has offices all over the country care. I I want, I actually, I, you know, I would love to see these dark attacks do something and to hold them accountable because they're the ones, listen, DC full of stark attacks, littered with stark attacks. And I'm a little bit perturbed at that. So I want to know what, what are they going to do? Cause they come into my community and piss on their design and then like leave and, you know, not care. So I'm curious if if I was to do a call of action, it would strictly focus on them and call them out. And because none of the people who work in these firms, I never see them on AIA circuit. I've never heard them. I never, only times I've ever seen them is if they're on stage. And we set them down and they talk to the president or whatever. Wah, wah, wah. Or we're giving them a award or some stupidness. We, we praise them for their designs, but maybe we should take it a step further and just call out, are you human? What about humanity? If they're a leader in design, but not a leader in the community, oh, shit, isn't that a problem? shortest episode ever and this is my thoughts and thanks for listening i hope i didn't sound too incoherent next week i will hopefully go back to regularly scheduled programming because again it's a different message and it's a different topic and i didn't want to ignore what's going on right now i didn't want to ign- i didn't want to do business as usual with this podcast yeah so all right well Thanks for listening, guys. Bye. Hey, listeners. I have an exciting announcement. I decided to launch a membership program for the show where you have a chance to support me and the show directly. I love creating the show, and it means the world to me that you all tune in to keep hearing me week after week. But it takes an immense amount of time and energy to produce. I want to keep the show going, and I want to invest in this growth. And I also want you to become a partner with me in this journey. That's why I'm excited to give you a chance to officially become a supporter of the show at glow.fm slash archispolly, A-R-C-H-I-S-P-O-L-L-Y, or by clicking the link in the show notes. It's quick and easy. It takes less than 30 seconds and just takes clicking a link in the show notes and using Apple or Google Pay. You don't have to create any new logins and you can contribute as much or as little as you like. If this show is part of your day or week and you like what I'm doing, then visit glow.fm slash 
Arches Polly, all one word, and support me and the show in any way you can today.